Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Brianna Osborne and we have the part three of our discussion with Triska Scott-Brennigan and Triska's talking about what it's like to be a board member. Your time on the boards, was it what you expected, your experience of being on a board? On the charity board, the charity was going through financially tough times mm -hmm. and I couldn't afford really to have a proper management and a support structure in place and it meant that the demands on the board was to step into the work of management, mm -hmm. right. which I found really tough because yes. I already had a full-time job, I had yes. young children and that wasn't what I thought I was signing up for. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately that's why I needed to withdraw because I just saw I didn't have the capacity to run two marketing teams. One yes. that was a charity yes. not paid for and one that was my day job that I had to perform to. So I think that's the thing to be really mindful and watchful on. It's a wonderful experience. Yes. You put your two feet in and jump into it and give it a go if it's your first board and just see what happens. Yes. But you know, start to become a little bit selective then to say, okay, what is the financial standing? Is there ongoing revenue streams? Is there an opportunity to provide and create ongoing revenue streams? Because if you're working for a not-for-profit and they don't have a stable revenue stream, then you become very tactical yes, and you end yes. up serving more of the marketing need of the organisation than the actual reason why the organisation existed in the first place, which is to serve. The members, yeah, and and I did find that that was for me. I found it quite tough because I really yeah. wanted to do board work for greater good rather than just doing more marketing. Yes. So that, so there was a little bit of disillusionment that I went mm -hmm. through as a result. They're two different roles. They are, as you just said, and you can't do them both. It needs two different people. <laughs> and that's where you've got to select to be on boards where financially there is some stable yes. revenue stream in place, so that as a board member yeah. you can contribute at a not at a tactical level, but at a strategic level, which the board should be doing. What I love about boards I'm on at the moment is a lot of them are marketing oriented. So I'm on industry boards where it's more as an advisory, so it's not a board member, it's an industry advisor. And so that can be with marketing magazines or, or a, a, a marketing school that's part of a university. And what I love about those is you actually get into what is the purpose of marketing and yeah. what's the greater good? And I spend so much of my waking hours at work worrying about getting revenue and retaining revenue mm -hmm. on the commercial side of things. Yes. But I find it really refreshing when I'm on these boards that talk about the greater good of the profession yes. and how do we help the profession and the businesses that we're working inside of to be better so we've got a better Australia because we've got stronger businesses. Yes. And I love it. It's more like the philanthropic side yes. but for business. Yes. <laughs> And, and it's extremely needed. You need people that know what they're talking about but willing to be giving at that strategic level, at the industry level. We all need it in every industry. Yes. Right, so we've heard all of the pressures, all of the interests, all of the fabulous things that you do. What do you do for yourself? What do yeah. you do for, for you time? A absolutely great question. It depends on how much time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. A, a few yeah. years ago, I thought, right, I think I'm a bit out of balance. I need to um, recalibrate my, uh, my view of my life uh, because I felt like I was putting too much energy in the wrong areas and it was to my detriment. So I remember I left work early one day and I went down to, to the local river area in the city and, and I just went to a local coffee shop and I switched off the mobile phone, I got a note from half and I just, you know, it was a, a, one of those rare sunny days in Melbourne and, and I just, did, you know, sat there and thought about what's important, what fundamentally is important and it 
in that hour that I gave myself, I, I came up with my priority for of what's the most important thing for me. And these things, I still challenge myself. Are they still relevant? Are they change? Today, they haven't changed. I think I did this exercise about four years ago. So the number one priority for me is my health. You know what it's like when you've got a cold, you feel crap, you feel terrible, you don't feel like you can be useful to anyone, and you just are trying to just get through the day, and it's a slog. There's no enjoyment there. And I put health as number one because if I don't have my health, not only am I not enjoying life, but the people around me aren't enjoying life either. And I have a husband and children and staff and family and friends, and if I'm not healthy, I'm no good to any of them. So that's why that was number one on my list. Number two on my list um, was my family. And they're not number one, they're number two, because I have to have my health yes. to be good for them. And a lot of people go, oh, my children are the most important thing. And I think you've got it around the wrong way. You know, my children and my family are number two. I have three gorgeous children, a loving, caring husband. And that gives me so much more meaning and value in life. And I, it's a sanctuary for me. And I feel like it doesn't matter where we are in the world, we do a lot of caravan, a lot of hiking, a lot of travel. And, and I feel but like if when we're as a unit, it doesn't matter where we are, it's, yeah. it's us. So family is number two. Number three is my career. Now the interesting thing with a career is it takes a lot of time. Yeah, if you want to have a career that is meaningful and that has a lot of responsibilities, it does require a lot of time and energy, which does mean that it wants to keep on encroaching on those other two priorities. And there are times when you have no choice, but you have to allow it to encroach, and other times when you need to go, it's not essential, therefore no. Career, stop, hold, pause. I'm now going to have a holiday and I'm going to switch off the phone. I'm now going to go to the gym and do something different. So I think that a career is incredibly important to have for me. It gives me, fulfills my curiosity, it gives me my challenges, it gives me something to strive for, so I get a lot personally out of it. But I need to make sure it's not to the detriment of number one or two. And then my fourth priority is music. I grew up playing violin and piano. I've had stints in bands. I've had stints writing my own music and composing. And for me, if one, two, and three are looked after and are dealt with, and if there is still time and energy left in the day, and I'm not sure what to do with myself, I'll do music. Now, the, the part of that is I'm part of the local community chamber orchestra, right. and so I play with them three times a year. We just had a concert a couple of weekends ago. Pull out my fiddle and I get my fingers moving again. And I'm not great. I mean, they're all professionals who are playing in this mm-hmm. orchestra. They're teachers, they play with other orchestras. Right. I come in as the novice, but thank goodness I have years and years of training in violin that I can pick it up quite well, practice for a month or so. Mm-hmm and be on stage and do an okay enough job to get by. <laughs> do you think that, that in that balance thing, that being in that role where you are not the expert, where you are not the professional, where you are not the lead, balances out for you internally the times where you are in those positions where you are expected to be the leader and to know the answers, whether you do or not, but to know how to deal with the thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because I think it's exhausting anyone to pretend that they have the answers 24-7. And so it is nice to ebb and flow. And I do find with my team, when the team can't come up with the answer, they do look to the leader. Yeah. And I need to be acutely aware of when that's happening so I can step in and unblock them so that they can then move forward again. But I think it's also about letting people know that it's okay not to do work 24-7. Yes. I mean, yes. I've had roles where I would work 16-hour days mm. and weekends, 
and do that yeah. for months on end. Now I got a lot out of it, it was my choice and I wouldn't have changed it. But I do remember one night coming home after having only done a 10 hour day and yeah. felt Wow, is that what a 10 hour day? I've got so much energy left. Yeah. Yeah, now I feel like if I was to constantly do 10 hour days, we'd have a different impact because I'm not doing 16 hour days anymore. You know? yeah. So it is all relative and showing my staff that, yeah, I, I was at a concert, yeah. showing my staff, so I've got to come in late today because I'm going to be on canteen duty at the school. Yeah. Saying yeah. I'm going to leave a little bit early because I'm going to a kids' concert. Saying I'm, I'm doing a charity walk. I recently did a 30k walk and profiled into all the staff, so I'm taking Friday off because I'm, I'm walking for, for cancer. Yeah. You know, so I think it's really important to not hide and be ashamed of these things, but actually to celebrate yeah. it because then my staff see that and yeah. hopefully then they will invest in getting the right balance in their, in their lives too. as well. Yeah. Very, very important to have that model so that they don't feel that to get to that position. We've got to do all of these things that sacrifice yourself. Yeah. There is a question that we ask all guests. So what do you see? And there's no right or wrong answer. Just We're just interested in, in comparing the answers we get. What do you see as the difference between a coach, a mentor, and an accountability partner? Okay. Everyone has, I think, coach and mentor always switched around. And I tend to always think it's a different way to what other people seem to think. But I see a mentor as a lifelong partner who understands you as completely as possible as a person, no matter what the circumstance or situation you're in, and is there to help you resolve and sort through things, whether that be you know, through personal relationships or professional things that you're doing. So I see a mentor as more of the complete support, um, whereas a coach is someone who tactically knows about technical things that you're trying to do and achieve. And so let's say if you're in marketing, how do I do digital marketing? A, a coach is someone who then shows you how to physically do it yeah. to get it done, uh, whereas a mentor wouldn't have technical capabilities, but they know you as a person and where you're at and would say whether it, that's the right thing to do is digital marketing or yeah. something different. Whereas then a personal accountability person, um, and that's an interesting term, I'm not sure I've heard that much, but I would say that more as I need to have a buddy to make sure I get to the gym every Saturday morning. So, well, I have a personal trainer, so maybe that's what, what it is. You know, they're that accountability person because I've said to them I'm going to be there at 6.15 and I know someone's waiting for me, I'll be there. I, may, I guess that's my... That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for Great. sharing that with yeah. us. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to share? I think the really important thing is for how women figure out how do they have a career and a family. And this is not new and it's not going away. And everyone does it in very different ways, but it's a challenge for everyone. And the logistics associated with juggling full-time work and full-time parenthood for both the husbands and the wives and the fathers and the mothers, we all have this challenge. We don't have a luxury of stay-at-home mums, very few do, and I think there's also needs to be recognition that it's not just the women, it's the men too. How do the men get the right balance as well? And I spend a lot of time talking with people who, my, uh, people who I mentor or people who are in my division about this, when, particularly when they're coming back to work after having their first child, because that's yeah. a big shock 
yeah, to the system. And I think you've got to really have your right support group behind you. There is that old saying, behind every great man is a woman. Well, behind every great woman is somebody else, yes. whether that is a man or a helper. But getting help is essential and it's expensive. You know, I don't have you know, much family around me. I have my husband's side of the family and, and we get as much help as possible, but it's nowhere near enough. It's maybe 2% of what we need. So I've had to be very creative and thoughtful over the years to figure out how do I get the right balance so that the logistics of the household are dealt with as well as the needs kids and the logistics of the household is as equally as important as the needs of the kids because if I get home the logistics of the house isn't working you've got to really crank him up and very vocal children <laughs> yeah. so everything yeah. breaks down we've um, done multiple things we've had times when I've worked from home not looked at things at the same time I don't think that's possible or yeah. sensible but I've had a, a home office and mm-hmm. had care of the family kids so it's meant I've been more accessible yeah. that was essential when the kids were younger because I had three kids in 19 months mm-hmm. I had twins in the second batch so I had a lot of breastfeeding right. a lot of things to make yes. sure I, I physically needed to be present yeah. you know my my one of my twins was allergic to cow's milk and soy milk right. and wheat and sesame seeds and almonds he had a very limited diet yes. but one thing he could have was breast milk so mm. he was 17 months right. when he stopped breastfeeding, which yeah. I'm really happy about. But it did mean that for me yeah. to have a full-time job, yes. I needed to be physically close by. Yes. And so that was really important mm. to me. So I did have a couple of years there where I worked from home mm-hmm. in a global role, yeah. in touch with all parts of the world all throughout mm-hmm. the night, but I was physically present. So I've had that scenario. I've had the scenario where my husband's been the stay-at-home dad. Right. When the kids were born in America, my husband, mm-hmm who's a banker, and we were there during the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. There was no work for bankers, yeah. but we made the decision to stay for a couple more years mm-hmm. and for him to look after the kids, and it was one of the most special times of his life. Yeah. That came to an end when it went from one to three really quickly, and he said, can I go back to my other job now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> and so that changed. Um, so we've had that scenario where I've been full-time working, he's been full-time yeah. stay-at-home dad. Then we've had the other scenario of having nannies, Australian nannies, who yeah. come in for a few hours in the mornings or in the afternoons, and they're expensive. You know, yeah. they buy the hour, you pay them cash, yeah. they're fantastic. But they're only there for those set times and yeah. they're not really integrated into the family. Yeah. And I found that scenario though it worked well when the kids were at daycare or when they I could give the nannies full day shifts yeah. because it was fine for them. They were getting the income yes. they wanted while they were typically studying at university. But the moment all my kids went to school, I could only offer two hours in the yes. morning, three hours at night. And that wasn't enough work. So I ended up having up to four nannies at any one wow. time, but only three kids. Mm. And I would, you know, the scheduling of that alone yeah. would take me an hour every Sunday night to figure yeah. out, okay, who's on what times and, yeah. and do all the scheduling. And that's when a couple of years ago we moved to having a living open. So that's right. someone that you find from overseas. Yes. They're typically, we always get them in their 20s, they're from early mm-hmm. to mid-20s. Um, they're from all around the world. We've had Americans, Canadians, French, uh, Malaysian. Yeah. Um, our next one will be from Finland. So people from all around the world who have something that they want to do. They want to experience yeah. Australia. 
but they want to come into a family nurturing environment so they've got a safety net, but have the flexibility to go off and do some travel and have some holiday time as well. And so that means I've got someone who can really be integrated into the family and help with the kids, and the kids build special, special deep relationships with them. And, you know, they become, you know, when it works well, they become lifelong friends for us. That's great. And exposure to all these different cultures. Fantastic. with them. I can't yeah. one is French, so we're yeah. all learning more French. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, which is yeah. wonderful. And I walk around my house and I see fingerprints from all the different au pairs that we've yeah. had because they all do things differently. Yeah. So I, I learn from them. I go, oh, that's brilliant. We've thought about doing yeah. it that way. So now we do it that way. Yeah. And that's really lovely. I think we've probably covered pretty well everything that we need to in this session. So we thank you for your time and your... A sharing of your wisdom. We also thank Abe Bastoli for recommending that we talk to you <laughs> yeah. on this occasion. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. We've been talking with Crispus Scott Brennigan. Thank you very much.